Heels. We're back with another interview. This time, I'm going to let Bobby do the intro. Bobby, you handle the intro. All right. So with us today, folks, is Marcus Gibbs. He's a wrestler in XW2000. And Marcus, you have any shout-outs you want to give? I want to give a shout-out to my XW2000 crew. I am the uh, – I'm also I'm, – I'm currently the booker, so I'm in charge of a lot of that stuff. And I want to send a shout out to all of my trainers. Uh, that includes uh, the head trainer, head coach, Nathan Crown. Uh, shout out to the Polynesian Prince, one of my closest, dearest friends. Uh, shout out to T.A. Jones, one of my other closest friends. Darius Kane, suicidal soldier. And uh, yeah, that's it. And shout out to my students. You know, keep training hard. A couple familiar names we heard in there. Yeah, a couple times. Suicide oh, yeah. Soldier, heard that uh, plug last week. Polynesian yeah. Prince, we heard that last Polynesian week. Polynesian Prince, yep. Okay. okay, all right. So you're the booker. That's different. Yes, yes. So I, you have you have the fate of these guys in your hand. Yeah, I do. I, actually, I've been, I, I've, I've been booking here and there for a couple of years with a couple of other shows. Um, uh-huh. Like, I, I actually, when I, when I, and, and this will actually go into my um my training. Um, when I was training, uh, after training, I would usually sit in on the bookers meetings just to sit there and learn the extra stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of something that I've always wanted to do. And, uh, you know, this is like one of my go rounds to where I can say, OK, now it's time to share that knowledge that I've been I've been using for on and off for the last maybe 12 years, you know, so. So we're like, yeah. when you first got into wrestling, you like, you saw an opportunity to do other things and you, you, you took it, you worked harder. That's cool, man. Yeah. 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 It's one of those. When I first broke in, I, uh, I, I had the opportunity to be in the show earlier than most of the students because, uh, uh, they, they gave me the position of being a referee, even though I was training to be a wrestler. What happened was, uh, it's a funny story. Uh, we, we usually used at the time we had like three referees and, uh, well, actually at the time they had two, one was in Daytona. He was watching the NASCAR races down there and the other one, and, uh, the other one had, uh, he had an issue going down in his man region and he had to get some, (laughs) (laughs) he had, he had to get, he had to get a, uh, abscess lance from down ooh, there oh oh all right so, jesus yeah he comes he comes walking in with his like with basketball shorts and holding his holding his legs out you know and this is like yeah man you know i'm not gonna say his name but, like, uh, give him a shout out <laughs> he won't like yeah. that <laughs> but yeah you know he's just oh, like no, oh yeah no. so and so so and so couldn't I, could, I can't make it man he had to get an abscess lanced off of his balls so <laughs> They said, what we're going to do for referee promoter looks around, you know, he turns around to me and he's like, uh, oh, Marcus has got like two months of training. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. He can rest. Just tell him what to do. He's all right. 
And basically, they just said, go buy a damn shirt and uh, go do your thing, kid. Wow, and then it all went from there? Yeah, and my first night reffing, everybody cussed me out because I was messing up every, all, the, all the stuff. And, you know, you know, you learn. You learn. I, you know, I got better after that, though. <laughs> so do you still wrestle as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't refereed in forever, man. Um, I, I actually, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a wrestler. Um, okay. through and through, man. I've, I've, like, maybe after the first year of refing, I became a wrestler, and I just, I'm still, I'm still going strong and hard. What's your in ring name? Uh, I use my real name, Marcus Gibbs. Marcus Gibbs. Marcus Gibbs. All important question: Are you a heel or a face? I am whatever the promoter puts money in my hand to be. <laughs> Smart answer. That's acceptable. But, you know what? That's acceptable. You know, that's good. That's good. This is, I mean, that, that's really the basis of it. It's just like a promoter comes to you and be like, hey, I need a hill. I need a face. And I'll give you this much money. So you do what they tell you or go home. I mean, that's just it. Um, the only so, other time I, oh, oh, before, but, uh, before you go on, the only other time that I've ever used a different ne- uh, name, I've done a Zulu. I do a Zulu gimmick, a, war- a Zulu warrior gimmick called Cannon, uh-huh. which means Wildcat. And it's, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the picture. It's really nice, but no one knows how to book it. So He wears know. leopard print on, like, on his face, on like a bandana. I saw, I saw the photos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so heading back to what you were talking about, promoters, how much is there ever headbutting between promoters and bookers? Um, there's a lot. Um, I've seen, uh, I mean, I've seen where people, uh, where the promoter and the booker will go to blows, you know? I mean, oh, wow. It, it, it gets real out there. Um, a lot of times this is, this, this is usually the plot of it. Um, you'll have a promoter and a lot of these promoters, excuse me, down in, um, especially down where I'm at. And this is everywhere in the U S you have a lot of promoters who don't have the brains, right? I don't know if you ever. I don't know if you ever heard this term in wrestling. Those who have the money don't have the brains, and those who have the brains don't have the money, right? Mm-hmm. But usually, these promoters that get into wrestling usually don't have experience in business or in wrestling. These guys are usually just okay. fans who who come up on loot on a settlement and I live really, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because some because some of those guys who get in the business like that, men and women turn out to be really cool people but every now every now and then you'll have these promoters and really what they want to be is glorified bookers you know they just Uh, want to book wrestling or they just want to be in the business and they don't think about the business part of it where you know you're gonna have to turn your friend down on the booking just because your friend is your friend don't mean that he's actually good because there's a lot of guys who are the drizzling shits and pardon my french if we can cuss on this but yeah (laughs) go for it okay all right okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be me but yeah, in, there's a lot of yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of guys who uh, basically uh, are just you know they'll book their drizzling shit friends who are wrestlers, and some of them could be good. But you know, if you've been in the business twenty years and you haven't progressed towards past certain things, you know that's it, it, you know it is what it is. But you know, I mean, you know, everybody has their friends they book, and that's cool. But you know, yeah. you just got to understand that, like, a lot of these promoters aren't really are, are nothing more than glorified bookers and are super fans. And, you know, they're living their dreams. It makes them happy. As long as they pay, I'm happy. <laughs> you know. So what's your current situation in wrestling? Like, what are you currently doing? My current situation is um, 
I am I am uh, helping out with the training. Um, I'm also helping out with the booking and XW. Um, okay. XW2000. And uh, I have, and myself, I usually have like, uh, I usually try to get uh, three or four regular shows throughout the week and leave a weekend open to where I, if, I, if I go travel, you know, if, if given the option to travel to another state. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just out there wrestling, doing my art, you know, so. So do you rest? Do you wrestle solely in XW2000, or do you wrestle in other promotions as well? Oh, oh, oh I hope uh, I wrestle in other promotions. Um, I wrestle one. I, I wrestle in a promotion in Mariana called XWX in Mariana, Florida, right now, currently. Okay. Um, I wrestle at another one called uh, IPW, and um, they're out of Niceville, Florida. Um, is there a guy named uh, Reggie who wrestles down there? In IPW, Reggie? No, I don't know a Reggie. Oh, okay, never mind. You ever thought about wrestling oh, okay. in WXW here in Mineola, Florida, where I live? Uh, not that one. There's another one up here in Mariana. Because I know Alpha runs this one. Okay, yeah, I'm the XW Stikas, the brother. Yeah. So I know WXW down here, right by me, is it's cool. I've gone to a couple shows. I mean, it's a awesome. small, small setting, but you know they have a. They do storylines online. They have a Facebook page. They do like promo videos, like out in the public. Like one guy this week, he promoted from a a White Sox game where he said like he won money and went from wrestling and went there. It was it's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. They're trying to put money need, into it. I need to check. Yeah, I mean, you know, and sometimes it's it, it, it's sometimes yeah. I mean, putting money into it is cool, but also you know, cutting a promo like that. At a you know at a baseball game that's cool that 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 that's really inventive or not inventive that's really innovative in terms of the indies you know what I mean because some guys yeah. just kind of type it out on Facebook and leave it at that you know when yeah, they could yeah. just yeah they're, they're, I mean they're trying I mean I because I I follow it regularly because like literally it's right by my house and like they they they're doing bigger things they're trying to get it out there I mean it's fun to watch it's fun to see a local thing get bigger you know. Oh yeah, always, oh, always. Um, in, in in my area in the in the Gulf Coast, well, I'm in the northern northwest part of Florida. I, I mean, as you know, um, we lost uh, you for a second. I didn't hear what you said. No, nah, no, nah, I was taking a sip of water. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, no, nah, but uh, like in my area, I I call it you know it's the Gulf Coast, which is northern Florida, lower Alabama, lower Mississippi, and yeah. maybe New Orleans. Um, the only big company. I mean, there's a lot of big companies in between there. But um, I'm like, and we're growing, you know, like XW is, is, is growing and, and we're putting all our time and effort into growing that company because um, it, it's been around one. It's been around for uh, forever. You know, the wild Samoan name is that, you know, that dynasty has oh, been yeah. around oh, since yeah. the early 70s, since the early, late 60s, yep. you know, yep. um, and it, it deserves to be XW, even XWX, all of those companies from that dynasty deserves to be put on the highest of pedestals because like believe it or not um without the uh the wild samoan uh, family there would be a lot of guys who would not be in this business at all that's just the bar none statement i mean like up here Sika started a lot of guys okay um, yeah he's like basically if he didn't start you he probably started the guy who started the guy who started the guy you know, like Seek's so been Seek's just a staple in that area. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and speaking of which, 
um, as far as like the lineage of of wrestling in the in the Gulf Coast area, which is uh-huh. you know, and, and I'm talking in terms of like maybe like Mobile, Alabama to Pensacola, okay. That 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 those two cities itself were like uh, I don't know what, you know what would I say like anchor points anchor points for like Southern wrestling next to like maybe Memphis Tennessee in Atlanta, um, I you know like or like in camp the, in the nineties, yeah 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 but this is like um if if you trace the lineage back up in our area, uh guys either came from Robert Gibson Bullet Bob Armstrong. Or or Sika. Like everybody's lineage can be traced back to those three. Other than someone that came out of the, you know, came from outside the area. But if you're from here and you broke into the business, those th- like who's like the who's like the most famous guy that Sika's trained that you could think of? Oh. Uh off the top of my head, because he just told me this story. Virgil, he started Virgil. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He started Virgil, and he said Virgil talked too much. Shocker. <laughs> it's weird. He, he, he I shouldn't say much. that. Virgil will come after me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he'll get, take him Olive Garden. You know, he'll calm down. He, you know, he likes that meat sauce. <laughs> oh. Breadsticks and meat sauce. Oh, we got the inside scoop now. Yeah. Yeah. Take him to Olive Garden and uh. Get him a autographed picture of Sasha Banks, you know. <laughs> so, Marcus, since, so, Marcus, since you've worked both sides of kind of wrestling, you know, the behind the stage and, you know, actually doing the in-ring work, how would you say one, uh, I'd say probably your background has affected your in-ring work now? Um, it's, um, it, I, don't think, I don't think it has. I mean, other uh-huh. than, like, other than you just got to kind of be – you got to kind of like, like me being in the ring and being working behind the scenes is basically you got to think about, um, think about the whole, the, you know, the whole of the, of the locker room. You know what I mean? Like you're, you, you know, you're not really there for yourself now. You know, you're there to think about everybody, you know, oh, I got to so make sure everybody you looks yourself good. getting over. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about that because I can go to other places to get myself over. Uh-huh. And I can always write myself to get over. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, he does promotion, so he can do whatever he wants. So do, they <laughs> let you write you? do they let you write yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. why, why wouldn't I? I don't know. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I just kind of like, I mean, it's like when you're booking, you just got to know it's not all about you. You know, you know, you got to do things to help. You know, it's like you got to find ways to get guys. Uh, to make guys look good, you got to find two guys or two groups of guys or girls to, you know, you put them together and you, you, you it's like you take their styles and you, mm-hmm. you, you know, you take the styles, the personalities, because that's what it is. You, you know, you're taking, you're taking two things, right? Two contrasts and you're finding, you're finding maybe the biggest contrast and make it go against itself or make it go against each other, not itself, okay. but each other. Um, you know, that's all you're doing. I mean, for the most part, that's like the simple terms, but you know, you're basically just finding two opposites because styles make fight. Yeah. You know? so, so as far as promotion goes, how are you promoting our guy, uh, Dustin Briggs? Oh, he's a, uh, rough and tough, rough, you know, like I, I, I wanted to call him, uh, and I, and, and 
and mind you, uh, I'm not the promoter. I think it's the promoter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I just help a book, but like the way the way I like the name I wanted to give him, I wanted to call him Buffalo Briggs, you know. Buffalo, but, you Briggs. know, I was, you know, yeah, like a Buffalo soldier, you know, because you know he's a you know he's a uh uh you know country western kid, you know, from Indiana. Yeah, I wanted uh, to call him like, like Indiana Big Rigs Briggs. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like an Indiana I, I, I Jones like, trucker. Like that's why I had in mind. Yeah, Dustin, as your manager, I'm gonna change your name so you don't have to worry. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be the Buffalo Buffalo Briggs, but you know he's Dustin Briggs now. So now he'll be Dustin yeah. Briggs as long as he's a as long as he's a Marcus Martin guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you know, real real nice kid, real athletic. You know, we just you know what I'm saying we're still fine tuning some things here and there, mm-hmm. but. Like I tell him all the time, I said, dude, um, I said, one day, man, I said, once you really get going and your feet hit the ground running, I mean, dude, you're going to be better than I ever was, you know, not to toot my horn, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm no Ric Flair, but still, you know. Oh, he just announced his 30 for 30 today. Did you see that? Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I saw that. I'm excited. I can't wait for that. That's going to be something special. Uh, so as a booker, a lot of people have been complaining about WWE's booking lately. Uh, let's let's. I'm gonna ask you to go show by show and uh, tell me what you would change. What would you change about Raw right now? Uh, okay. Well, you know what? I'll say this. What is Vince McMahon's network about? A Billy? Yeah, more than that. No, nothing's wrong with his booking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're, oh, okay. So you're, you're one of those as long as it's making money people. Hey. Listen, I'm not hating that philosophy at all. If you if you if you watch it and complain, you still watched it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But do you think like certain guys, like certain wrestlers, like not as like as far as the whole show goes, do you think certain wrestlers could be booked better for like their um, level? Like for example, like Seth Rollins or Bray Wyatt. Like I think they could be booked I think, better. Uh, okay, this is what I'd say about Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt should have been a replacement for Undertaker. That's just my opinion. Uh, I think he should. I, 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 yeah, I think he should have like destroyed more people, versus like, you know, they kind of yo-yoed him. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of. It almost seems like they are hot and cold, and they're they. You know, they get them hot enough just to kind of. They get them hot enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get them hot enough just so someone else can beat them. You know. No, yeah, Which I completely is, agree. No, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think he's lost too much for the persona he has. Okay, here's one thing that I would say. Um, the one thing I would do for the WWE as a whole is I probably wouldn't have hired as much guys, as many guys. I'd have had half that roster. I can. See I, I would have used. I'd have used half the roster. Right. I'd take some guys from SmackDown and and Raw and take the best of the best of there, and then go back to having. To doing like uh like studio wrestling, or well, you know they you know they were too big to do a studio, but you know for TV I'd have them. I, I go back to using more squash matches so everybody can get their stuff in, look good, and build themselves up. You know, and I'd have guys not touch until the pay per view. Or what know? about like you know maybe doing house shows with not not every week talent? You know, like something like that. So like yeah. you could have like guys that are in between NXT and WWE doing ha- your house shows that you do like three times a week and then have your Monday, Tuesday talent only working once a week instead of doing like these world shows. 
I mean, you know, I understand the premise of that, you know, I mean, like them traveling because, you know, like they they are, I mean, you know, the root I mean, word of it, they're promoting, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they're, they're superstars, but like guys get burnt out so fast. You know, like that's why injuries happen is they work too hard, too fast all the time. That's yeah. what I think, you know? Well, see, well, see that's the other thing. Um, like uh, when people say like they, you know, they work, you know, like they get a guy from the Indies and then he's not doing the, he's not doing the diving elbow, like, or diving headbutt and moonsaults. I said, the thing is, is this is taxing on yeah, your body. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Think you have to do this. Listen, if I had to do this 300, 300 days a year, I'd be a punch and kick guy, punch and kick sleeper hole. Every show <laughs> I would never bump, you know, but all right. You so- know, when I, so being an independent guy and an independent booker, this is something we didn't ask Dustin, which I, I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Randy Orton's statement about independent wrestling? Um, that wasn't, well, it was a general statement about the general consensus of independent wrestling. I agree with him about, because I, I, I see it. Like I see guys who basically should know better. And, you know, they, you know, they'll do the high five online, like, yeah, you know, book this guy. I mean, you should, you, you should slow down and grab a headlock and not dive. Why? Why dive? Because listen, you know, a lot of these guys aren't making money. Right. You know, right. and it's like, um, and they've already like WWE kind of like already had that, you know, they already have that problem with Daniel Bryan, where Daniel Bryan, when they, by the time they signed him, he was already beaten, broken up. You know, true. He's yeah. had some injuries. Yeah. But you got to get over same, somehow. Same thing you can't get over with strikes and headlocks. Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> so you think today someone can get over like that? Well, look oh, at Samoa, yeah. look at Samoa Joe. That's all he does: strikes and headlocks. He's over as hell. Uh, let me tell you, like if you if your personality is good enough, I'm and, and, and I'm not talking about strikes and headlocks, like you know, badge. You know, because some guys will say, no, no, I know yeah, I'm a punch and kick guy, and they're bad. Like, you know, Jerry Lawler can still get over. He punched, and he didn't even do a headlock. He mainly just punched, but he could talk. He had a um, he had an air of confidence about him. See, a lot of these guys, too, like in the indies, um, like when they're first breaking in, they're not really taught to be confident. A lot of these guys are just pushed out into the deep end with the sharks, and they're told to swim or drown, you know? Um, okay wow yeah yeah no it's it's a you'll be surprised like they're guys like um like there you know there's a few seminars that i did you know like i did a dr tom one, you know dr tom pritchard and uh he was showing us his drill like like just a simple switch go behind you know there's guys who can do all the you know can can like imitate british wrestling right per se you know for uh for example they can imitate the british style but then they can't do a simple American go-behind switch. Like, that's basic shit. Like, they don't know it. And you'll be surprised. Like, my mind gets blown. Like, these guys can't do this. There's guys who can't do fireman's carry, you know? Um, this is basic amateur shit. They don't know how to do it, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's just like, it's mind-boggling. It's like these guys go from A to F to G, you know? Like, they jump around in the alphabet instead of learning... The A and B, learning, yeah, the A and B and C. They they don't, you know, these guys don't know shit about anything. 
But then, like, I mean, but there's a lot of guys who know a lot of things, you know? I mean, and the guys who do know, I mean, they are where they are, you know? Um, but you'll just, I mean, you'll just be surprised about the stuff that people don't know that you assume they know because you know it, you know? Because the way, I, like, okay, go back to how I was trained. Um, like, like, I was trained rough. Me and T.A., me and T.A. Jones broke in the same, broke in at the same time, you know? Like, well, uh-huh. actually, you know what? T.A. TA broke in a little bit, like, a couple years prior. Then T.A. left the business for a while. Then he came back, and we were both in the same training class. And the way we were trained, um, basically, this was around um, – I'm trying to think what happened. I know one of the trainers, he – you know, his house, his house got annihilated in, in Hurricane Katrina. His name is Cyrus LeVay. Um, and uh, Cyrus – and, and and this is a guy that you should probably look into. And he he never really got his due, but he was and you know he was super over, very very excellent wrestler. Um, you know, a guy who had all the tools. You know, he still has the tools. You know, he can still go. Um, he was maybe yeah yeah he's like six four, two twenty. Like he was what they're looking for now. You know, okay, um, six four two two forty. Um, did like um you know he was. In a, you know, in in metal bands, so he was a big like basically like he was a Elias Samson looking guy, big long yeah. hair, big beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he kind of reminded me of like like a bigger version of uh, Glenn Danzig, this guy who helped train us. Hmm. And 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 he came from you know he's from New Orleans, so he came from the school of like Rod Price. You know Holly, I don't know if you remember Hollywood Rod Price. You know he did a lot of stuff for Global. I definitely remember the name. Yeah. I think Rob Price, Rob Price still wrestles, still trains, still trains guys out in Louisiana. Okay. But Louisiana, like like Louisiana in the Indies was a whole totally different world. And like um, like I don't know how old you guys are, but like the Indies, the Indies back in the day, you know, like there was no the internet wasn't really on, you know, on the Indies. Yeah, there uh, wasn't a big heavy. social media scene, so you know. Yeah, so no one knew about anybody. Like everything was his own world. And I feel like like when I was breaking in. The uh, the Gulf Coast was like the last was like the last to be in its own world. Like everybody else was interconnected. Like Louisiana connected with Texas, and Texas basically like Texas was its own world, but it was connected with 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 them and connected with Oklahoma and mm-hmm. Missouri. And, and you know Louisiana was just a hotbed anyway. And then like uh, you know all of the Northeast, they were all interconnected when ROH popped up and CZW. Uh, so on and so forth. ECWA that's been around forever. Um, like, but just with us, you know, we kind of just went into, in my opinion, like we kind of like went into this self-imposed dark age. And the reason, really? and, 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 yeah, yeah. And there's a reason I, you know, I believe that there was kind of like a dark age because we, you know, we still have like, um, we, we have the the wrestlers reunion, which is connected with the Cauliflower Alley Club. What's the cauliflower club? Um, that is where, like, it's kind of like it's it's kind of like a um like an organization for retired wrestlers and boxers, but oh. it's more so for retired. You know, like I haven't seen a lot of boxers go to it, but I know it's for a lot of the retired wrestlers. And we're talking about all the legends from you know whoever is still around. They all converge on on Las Vegas to have a convention and stuff, and they give out awards and it's so like it's you see like Jake the Snake there and stuff like that, or Scott um, Hall. Yeah, yeah, all, like, like, yeah, yeah, all the names. Like anybody, like guys, go back as far as like the fifties and sixties. If they're still able and still wanting to go out, I mean, they, no they do. 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. But for us, on them. yeah. But see, the thing, the thing about us, at like at the time, we have one called the Mobile Wrestlers Reunion. It's in Mobile, Alabama, and this one is this was not open to fans. It's just all all people inside the business. And for like in the first couple of years, unless you were, unless you broke in at a certain time, and there were very few indie guys that could go to this. Like indie guys weren't allowed to go. Like they just didn't accept us. But by the time I came along, they were accepting us. You just had to been in the business for maybe like a year and some change. Like maybe you know maybe a year, year and a half, two years. So like um, I think when 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 the reunions opened up. Um, and they were starting to want us to come come and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when that bridge started to you know to connect. Even though there was like a lot of trainers that were teaching guys, you know, or not in a lot of trainers, but we had three main trainers. I think that like that was part of like knowing that there's more of a world out there because then they were bringing their indie guys from like Atlanta and guys from Texas. Um, and like, and see the thing about the Mobile reunion is that anybody in the business can come. Because um, oh, really? I remember, I remember messaging. Uh, I'm trying to think who the, the guy from the the uh, remember the natural, no, not the natural born thrillers from WCW. Mike Sanders, you know Mike Sanders. Remember Mike Sanders from can't, WCW? Can't say I do. When was he around? Because I didn't start watching WCW until like '93. Well, Mike Sanders was like towards the. Towards the tail end of WCW, before they started, before they got bought out, he well, was. I probably saw him. It's just yeah, it, yeah. It got in my head. Yeah, I, I remember telling Mike Sanders he was living in Utah. I was like, dude, if you were in the business, you need to come down and see this. You know, I mean, like I, I invite everybody, like anybody who talks to me about wrestling. I said, you know, I said the legend. You know, this is a good way to meet a lot of the legends and your heroes and stuff. I've like, you know, like I met Ranger Ross, and I was super excited to meet Ranger Ross. You know. Uh, all right. So when you say when you say in the business, so could we we can come right because we got a podcast. Yeah, we we're in the business. I mean, we, yeah. Like, I mean, we're I mean to you, you gotta be. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you know, you gotta be like if you worked within the business. You know what I mean? Oh, oh. So I, I had to get some checks. Yeah, yeah, So what he's like, saying yeah. is, is, Marcus, we need to become promoters. That's basically yeah. what I'm hearing right now. Is we need to start uh, so, wrestling, so uh, wrestling. Company. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, it's like if you're a promoter or a referee. Or wrestler, obviously, um, manager, you know, all that stuff. Um, oh, wait, I'm in. What, well, Bobby? I'm down. Totally yeah. down. Yep. We're going to start <laughs> we're coming down next, though. You're going to start managing some guys. I already got my um, dude. I already got my dude. I'll, t- I'll take uh, Polynesian. I'll take Polynesian Prince. Yeah, yeah. They even got, they, uh, for a long time, they even had a, um, like, a, like, at a reunion, like, he had passed away, like, not a couple years ago, maybe like two years ago. They used to have a um uh, a popular Japanese photographer. I think he used to do stuff for all Japan. He used to come down to the Mobile reunion. Um, he was a real nice guy, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, pretty much the. I mean, like it, it, it kind of like bridged the gap, you know. And then you know, you know, besides guys realizing that they could travel, and mm-hmm. and go and and go and make these contacts, because there were a lot of guys who who hit the road smoking once they found out that they could travel. But at the time, like the guys who helped me break in, th- you know, these guys were homesteaders, you know, like they just kind of, they kind of just sat around and just was like, well, you know, Pensacola is our team, you know, you know, our crew. Kind of that old territory mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and some of them guys too, I think didn't have, 
the confidence. I mean, there were a few that come through and had the confidence to go, but the guys that I was mainly around didn't really have the confidence to be like, well, I think I can go out there and compete and run with uh, Danielson and, and uh, you know, uh, Nigel McGinnis, because at this time, you know, these guys were hot. Um, that's actually that's actually something I was I was actually curious about. How cutthroat is the Indies? Um, probably more cutthroat than the than the the big the big uh, you know. Well, yeah, the, I figure once you, once you make it to WWE, uh, you know, you just got to make sure the checks and you know your fan bases keep rolling. Yeah, well, so, see, like, the thing is this: the thing is this about them. Yeah, those. Go WWE, um, Japan, or if you if you're going to one of the bigger promotions, your money is you know those guys care about making their money, and and there's nothing wrong with that. You should make your money. It's your job now. Yeah. In the yeah. indies, the indies gets the indies gets cut through. I mean, it gets real cut through. I mean, um. So. I've, do all I've, your, I've, all your, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I've seen things where guys have. You know, I mean, and they'll throw you under the bus over dumb shit. Like, uh, I remember, this is a couple years ago, we had a guy who who had a not-so-favorable um, uh, 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 charge on his record. Uh-huh. It was like maybe 2011. And I'm not going to go into his charge. I don't want to give him no... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it too much. But anyway, you know, you just kind of tell us, you know, you kind of bring up the stuff like, yeah, man, this guy's got some... You know, he's got some legit heat on him, you know, where, you know, he's, you know, he's done some dirt and, you know, you kind of tell it amongst the boys and the one of the boys turn right around and starts telling it to, you know, to the promoter. And I was just like, well, you know, keep that to your hat under your hat. Cause you know, I mean, I understand why he said it, but at the same time, if you go, if you're going to say it, own it, don't sit there yeah. and throw me under the bus. It's not that I care, but you know, it's just one of them things. It's just the principle of it all. And, and they do stuff like that. Um, I've seen guys, um, you know, guys would borrow money from each other and, you know, steal money from their, you know, guys that are in, the, you know, in the locker room. Uh, there there have been groups of guys who get booked and then they show up to uh, basically just troll the locker room for valuables and possessions, steal what they can steal and then never be seen again in that in that company. Like they'll just say, wow. oh, no, I'm not, I'm not booked. I mean, you know, I've seen guys steal boots and gear and money, you know. That's cold blooded. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I mean, but like, I mean, lot, lots, lots of '90s wrestlers, like older guys, like they had a, a lot of drug addiction. So I could, I could see like an older guy coming in to do your promotion, being a big name, and then having a problem where like he needed cash to get his fix. Like, I mean, you watch like the Diamond Dallas Page specials, like you know, like they they talk yeah. about like, how drugs were cute. Like even Kurt Angle talked about it, like how he had a painkiller addiction. Yeah. So, I mean, like, in the 90s, drugs were huge in wrestling. I mean, they've got things about it now where you can't do it. But, like, I, 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 I'm I, not condoning it, but I can see where it could happen. I mean, and it was huge when I broke in. I mean, like, you know, in the in the early 2000s. I mean, it's um, – yeah, I mean, I've, and, was, and, and I see magic. guys – Yeah. Yeah, basically, like and, – and it's weird, too, about the indies because, like, whatever you see – Whatever you read in the dirt sheets and hear about and see on TV, it kind of the indies kind of mirrors it. You know, the indies imitates wrestling. You know, you know the wrestling big time. Like art imitates life, or light, or art imitates art. That's basically how I would say it. There, you know, and some of these guys would be, uh, you know, be doing pills and taking drugs and stuff for like no reason. 
Like, I was like, dude, you work like one time a month. Why are you a drug addict? You know? <laughs> and they do it to be like marks for the business. Well, I mean, like, I, I could be like, oh, well, you know, uh, Scott Hall does drugs. And he's the biggest star in WCW right now. So I got to do it. Man, let me tell I tell you a story, man. Um, there was a and, and like I used to have like a bad reputation for this. And it's not that I was a drug addict. I'm not a drug addict. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't smoke. But um, as Bobby drinks I, beer, <laughs> I, I used to have um, I used to have a real bad temper, right? I had a really nasty temper, and I remember having a working guy um, work with a guy where he um, he comes up to me, uh, telling me what's going on in the in the in the match, and he's like pissed drunk, right? Like he's so drunk that like you could like his breath is giving everybody contact buzzes. Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> and sounds uh, like Jake the Snake Roberts. I feel like I've seen this match. Oh no, no, this was this wasn't Jake. This was some 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 other indie guy. No, I no, yeah, I get it. I'm just saying, like I when you look <laughs> online, like you know, you see matches where Jake's like drunk as shit trying to like do stuff and can't do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's it's sad and unfortunate, especially you know, and this guy was just like, I'm looking at this guy and he's he's doing this. He's like calling this shit to me, and I'm just like, I'm just getting very, very irate. And something told me I should have stayed home. And uh, the Booker is, the Booker thinks it's funny, you know, that he knows I'm getting like really like shitty about this, right? And uh, I see him look over his shoulder and smile at me and raise his eyebrows and just turn around real quick. And then like when that bell rang, I just, I, you know, I suplexed this guy like really hard, you know, I, I did, I did like an arm and arm and neck suplex on this guy, punched him in the ribs a couple times, and he wanted to do some other stuff, and I just went ahead and cut him off and pent him. Went back in the back, and then he's sitting there, and he's he takes off his mask, and he's sweating, and he's pissed off, and he says, man, you stiff me. And I said, uh, I said, well, what, you drinking in the match? And then he goes into this whole thing, and I said, oh, say, and then I said, uh, I said, okay, MFR, uh, let me tell you this. You're sitting here drinking, and you're putting my my health at risk, and you're doing these drugs, and I have to get in the ring with you. I'm going to protect myself. Like, well, I'd be an idiot to give my body to you after I know you've been intoxicated. Then he tried to play victim. I said, well, you know, it's the only way I can feel loose in the ring. I said, well, if that's the case, then you probably need to just be wearing stripes or buying a damn ticket. And that was that. <laughs> or, or like stretching, stretching more. Maybe like do some stretch exercises, maybe yoga or something. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he probably shouldn't have just been. He should. He probably shouldn't have been wrestling, honestly. Like even when he was sober. But you know, people. You know, you book your friends. What the hell? You know. All right. So as as a booker, like, is would you be? Oh, like this is like from a fan aspect. Like, I would. Would you be able to book XW two thousand versus like a different wrestling squad and like in Florida? Like, would you do like a head to head us versus you? Who's the best? I would, yeah, definitely. Oh, oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna try to find Alpha, Alpha's like contact information and see if I can get this to happen. This would be like the greatest thing in the world. Those are those are some of my favorite angles, like the promotion versus promotion. I, I like that. I, I love that. The Bragg Wild and, Samoan versus Wild Samoan. Bragging rights promotion. I, I love it. Um, oh God, that'd be great. I would um, pay like fifty dollars to go to that. Hey, that'd be good. Hey, if I could have. If I could have 500 fans like you, man. <laughs> I, I'm serious. If I could get 
XW2000 versus WXW down, like, AFA versus Wild Simone versus Wild Simone. Like, that would be the, the fucking promotion. I would put it all over Facebook, put it all over a marketing page. I would do some shit. God, that'd be great. I would charge 50 bucks a head, and I would gladly pay it. Oh, that sounds like money, man. You, you, you know, we might have to get the ball rolling on that or something. I'm telling you, I, I will try to call some people. I will try to figure something out. But yeah, man, yeah, those are those are like my favorite. Like th- those are just my favorite angles to watch. Like I always like interpromotional exactly. wars. When you see something versus something else, you know, like because you see the general stories. Like if you go to XW two thousand every week, like every month or every week, or wherever, how often you do promotions, you see like you know the storylines progress. If you go to WXW, you see the storylines progress. Like I've seen how they're doing stuff, but to see everyone come together to verse like another promotion, God, that'd be fucking nuts. And I tell you, another the other thing that I like, I always been a mark for this. I've always been a mark for title for title. Like I like title unification. Oh, that'd be like, sick. Like oh, uh that big league. Like my like one of my favorite angles was Jerry Lawler in in Jerry Lawler or yeah, but yeah. USWA versus uh <laughs> Memphis, uh Global. When Global was kind of shutting down, Eddie Gilbert had the uh, I think it was the global television title or North American title. And he and they were doing the interpromotional thing where it was global versus USWA because they you know they did it with with world class you know because Jerry Lawler always wanted to do all the champions to create one champion, you know yeah I've always I've always liked title for title you know ah uh, dude that's how many belts y'all have in your promotion uh we have three championships we just or not well not three I'm sorry because I'm counting tag we have two tag team and heavyweight. Oh, okay. So there's no mid card. No, no. Hmm. I mean, it you makes sense. like how long are your shows? Like forty five minutes, maybe. Um. Hour? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe an hour. Um, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that because I, I try to keep like for myself. I always like to keep everything between five and six matches. You know. Okay. I just, uh, I, you know, I because I like to see my guys. Uh. I mean, other than, you know, if the match, if it, if it goes any shorter, you know, that's because it's trying to tell some other type of story. But, like, I prefer, like, just nice, nice, good, long matches. I like to see dramatic battles, you know. Um, so, what do you, you book, like, a, a tag team versus tag team to see who's next, heavyweight versus heavyweight to see who's next, and then your tag team match, then your heavyweight match? It's like that kind of how you do it? And then maybe um, a ladies match? I don't know if you have ladies wrestlers or not. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole funny story about that. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but we don't have um, because and the funny thing about our area is like the women here are few and far between for some reason. Like they'll they'll be women who start and there'll be women who train and they'll get going for maybe two or three years and either either they'll move away, they'll get married and they just don't care about it anymore, or they somebody pisses them off and they quit. Um, or some of them just can't get booked because their attitude is bad and no one wants to talk, you, you know, talk and deal with them. So like, um, the lady and the ladies who do stay, they don't have anybody to work with, you know? Well, you have a lady right now, right? Like you have a lady in your tag team, correct? Uh, we did. Not did? anymore. I, I saw yeah. a photo. That's why I asked. I don't know. She was, um, I mean, you know, she's off the bigger and better things now. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so what would you say your biggest challenge uh, as a booker is? Um, my biggest challenge. 
That's a good question. Very good question. Making himself not win every time. Well, no, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a challenge. Um, I mean, it, it is a challenge, but it's not the biggest. It's not the biggest but, uh, at all, man. Oh God, my competitive ass, I would not want to lose. Like, look, I'm winning every time. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I am winning. I'm writing the script. I am winning. Screw you. You could win once in a while because you're probably more popular. Oh, okay, than I am. this is this is this is. This is <laughs> This is this is the biggest challenge. It's it's a big compliment, but it also means that you have a big challenge to meet when you're booking a guy and um, or you tell a guy that you're booking and you're bringing them, you're bringing someone in, and they tell you be like, and you tell them the circumstances of what's going on, and you in in the locker room or what's uh you know who you're bringing in with you know, along with them, and they say, hey man, that's all good. I trust you. Now you can't betray their trust, and, and nor do I want to, you know? Yeah, but sometimes so, they have to lose. Sometimes you tell them they're going to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, well, well, winning, you well, for your promotion winning, and, winning and losing, that, that's, like, besides the, the, besides the point in this, in this aspect because, like, when, the, when, when, when someone that, that's working under you and, and like, uh, coming in and helping you, you know, helping you and helping your promotion grow, helping – you know, helping seek his promotion grow, you know. Um, and they tell you, hey, man, I trust you. That just means that, like, you know, that we're going to do right by them in the business, business-wise, you know. Um, and, you know, you're going to treat them right when they have a problem. You know, you, you, you know, you deal with their problem. You know, you kind of be understanding. Because there's some guys, too, who will get mad when, um, you know, someone can't make it, you know. Yeah. And I, I understand, like, you know, if they just, like, outright no-show me, of course I'm going to be pissed, but as, as anybody else would have the right to be. But, you know, I can't be mad at a guy that can't come in because his kid has a birthday. Because, see, the other thing about XW is that we're big on family. Like, if, a, if, if one of the boys got, like, if, like, his parents are in town or he just had a baby or he's got to make a kid's recital that he hasn't seen, you know, like his child's recital, he hasn't seen his little girl play piano yet live in front of an audience, you know, and that's something important to him. You know, we're like, dude, family first, you know, you know. Well, well plus, don't you guys all have like other jobs? Like you guys yeah. do other yeah. things, oh, yeah. right? So, I mean, like, so like say conflict of schedules, like say someone has like what uh, Dustin's in the military. So he has to do like his military things or you do, like you do artwork, right? So you do other yeah. promotions yeah. like that. Yeah. So like say you have, a, a show that's going to make you more money selling your artwork than it would be going to wrestle. Like there's things like that that come in the way I'm, I'm assuming as well. Yeah. Yeah. That always happens. Well, I mean, you know, Dustin, you know, Dustin's like also a businessman, you know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a very prominent businessman. He makes, you know, I mean, you know, and he's got a, a, a good business that he has to maintain. And if he can't make a show, you know, one, I respect him for being a businessman, which is very difficult to do. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, if I don't know if any of y'all own your own businesses, but it's 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 very difficult. It is. I don't own one, but I've I've been a part of one that someone else owned, and it was. Yeah, that's why. All the time. Like, like, okay, I don't mean to get all get all political on you, but that's why, like, when people say, like. Yeah, fast food workers should make more money. I'd be like, okay, you tell those fast food workers to run their own restaurants. 
and then tell me if they want to pay some dumbass teenager $17 fucking up someone's order. <laughs> oh, cool. The guy's going to complain about what every, everything you did in your job. You don't have a high school education, and you want to make more money than a kid coming out of college. Awesome. Yeah, my, but my thing is this. You know, if you want to make more money. Um, Do a better job. Yeah, well, not even that. Go build your own damn okay, burger okay, stand. This, okay, this ain't, this ain't politics. This ain't politics time. Let's get back to wrestling. Yeah, but back to the wrestling. Back to the wrestling. Yeah. Um, All right, yeah, so. Man, just, just, just making sure that I can still keep the trust of my guys. That's, that's my biggest challenge. I just, you know, when they say oh, okay. they trust me, I just want to be able to continue the continually have their trust and not do them dirty. I'm not going to do anybody dirty, you know, on, you know, just for general purpose. Cause it makes no sense. Like, cause you know, last thing you want in this business is a bad reputation. Cause yeah. one wrestler. Okay. First of all, wrestlers lie. <laughs> They cheat most, and they steal. <laughs> yeah, most wrestlers are full of shit. You know, not all of them, but most of them. And, you know, rightfully so. Um, but the thing, the thing is, is that, like, if you have a bad reputation in this business, like I said, things tend to get over, over exacerbated. So if you are a guy who's known to be a scumbag, even if you did one scumbag thing, meaning like maybe you said something to somebody's girlfriend, you got her phone number and then tried to get a nude pic from her. You know, when it gets back to, when it gets back to you, you know, you didn't try to screw the whole locker room's girlfriend, all the locker rooms, you know, uh, like anybody who had a wife, you tried to screw the wife, even though you probably just had one thing with one guy's girlfriend, Jesus, you know, which you shouldn't be doing anyway, but, but that's just, that's just how it. That's just how it goes. I mean, that sounds you like know? me in a locker room. That sounds awesome. That sounds like my kind of business. You know, <laughs> but you shouldn't. But you shouldn't mess with no one's old lady because listen, you mess with a guy's old lady, and then you're gonna put your body in his hands. <laughs> I mean, look, Dolph Ziggler did it with uh, John Cena, and John Cena was like, "Hey, if you want her, if you want him, you can have him." I was like, "Yo, this is awesome. I love it. I wish hey. that storyline would have gotten more of a push." In WWE, but like you when know that what? happened, you, know what? What? you mean that horrible John Cena took your? You mean Zig? You mean um, not Ziggler? You talking about versus, Zack Ryder? No, I'm talking about Dolph Ziggler versus John Cena because, like, on Total Divas, the, the sideshow on E Television, which, by the way, is pretty much pretty good. I like it. Um, okay, that's an interesting take. <laughs> but like the the show ran, it was like it was Dolph Ziggler, or on the show Nick Nemeth, because that's his actual name. He went to like Nikki Bella before WrestleMania 32. No, 31, the one in San Francisco. It was like, hey, I've grown. I can give you everything you want. I can give you a husband, a family. We should do this. And then he goes to kiss her and she slaps him. And like in the next episode, John Cena was like, well, I mean, if you want what Dolph Ziggler can offer you, because I can't, I'm not going to marry you. I'm not going to give you kids. You should take it. I was like, oh shit. And like I thought, because if if it would have aired on wrestling that they had a feud at the same time as that episode aired, I thought it would have been hot as shit. Like if Dolph Ziggler was going after John Cena for his girl, it would have been a great storyline to write. Would you have booked that, Marcus? Um, probably not. <laughs> because listen, I like I like the drama. I love the drama. Listen, when you're John, when you're making John Cena money and you're driving Ferraris. 
trust me, if you broke up with Nikki Bella, you can find another Nikki Bella and Look, then they're, some. They're Maseratis. Correct yourself. Oh, I, I, I don't. <laughs> hey, I just saw red. I was like Ferrari red or, or whatever he's driving. Whatever he was driving in the house that he lives in, that that big old ass mansion with all the nice stucco and the nice clean walls. Yo, that's hey. like a, that's like an hour from me. Hey. I seen his car collection. Trust me, he ain't sweating Nikki Bella like that. You know. <laughs> wow, the slender on this podcast. Well, oh. he, he was enough to engage to get her engaged. Hey, listen, she. Hey, you know I he's mean, probably you know he's probably getting older. You know he probably didn't want to give her kids right now because his career was fire hot. You know, red white hot. You well, know, now he's going part time. Has a time to get a girl pregnant. Yeah. That's got a, a head issue now. Yeah. She, can't, she can't wrestle anyway. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, knock yeah, a hot chick up. Hey, stay home. Take care of the kid. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Make you some money, man. Have some kids. Keep that money in that family. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's what's John Cena gonna do when John Cena gets he gets old? He passes away. He's got all that money. That money's gonna go back. It's gonna go back to who knows where. You know, you might as well give it to John Cena Jr. or John no, Cena no. the third. It's gonna go to his ex-wife. She's she has like a cut. I think I'm pretty sure. Oh no! His, oh no! He beat that case with his ex-wife. Oh, Did John he? Cena! John Cena ain't came off none of that money, bro. <laughs> Shit, I would have taken them all. Yeah, he had a. <laughs> Mark is like, we're getting really off topic. So, <laughs> already hit him with that. As that's a, the thing. I, I, I had the fist bump. I don't know, but I said, I, you know, I did the fist bump. I said like, he hit that prenup. He was listening to Kanye West there. But yeah, on the back to wrestling. Back to wrestling. Back to wrestling. So how would you book SummerSlam? Like, if it was your show to book, how would you book it? Who would you have win? Okay. What's the card so far? Because I, I haven't been following. Uh, so far, what we know for sure is we got uh, Natalie and Natalia. My, my apologies. Uh, Natalia and Naomi for the women's uh, title on Raw. I mean, SmackDown. We have Bailey and Alexa Bliss for the women's title on Raw. Uh, we got the fatal four way on Raw for the Universal Title between Brock. Braun, okay, stop right there. Stop right there. I, I, I'm gonna like, I, you know, you're gonna do the three, and then I'll, I'll just go and. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one, I keep that belt on Naomi because, as far as WWE talent goes, Naomi's like top five to me. As okay. af- like as far as athletes go, Naomi is like the best athlete in that in that locker room, man or woman, you know. If she could just talk a little better, I think she'd be over way more. You know, I haven't, you know, <laughs> I don't watch for her mic work. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that. I mean, like, look, yeah. they let her redesign the belt. That says something about her, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, you know, she's beautiful. Um, she is. And she's, like, just ultra athletic. So, I, yeah, keep it on her. Like, I, like, I like Natalie, but, like, they just kind of. Natalia. Or is it okay, yeah, Natalia? The Heart Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, like you know what? I think Total Divas like, like, uh, kind of made her like, like she's goofy. Like, <laughs> like she's that was goofy. also WWE. They stuck her with stupid gimmicks all this time. Yeah, like, I yeah. think I think she's great in the ring, but I, I don't yeah. think she has the athleticism that some of the newer divas do. Yeah, no. it's like, like it's one like, time she farted and killed Hornswoggle. You can't get over like. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, as far as like just her and Total Divas, she's like, she's really. Uh, she uh, loves cats. She has like seventeen cats. 
Yeah, yeah. Like she's just like, like when you, it's like when you see how she really is in Total Divas, and then she's going out there trying to be a, a ultra hill. Like I just feel like it doesn't fit her because we know her real personality. She's like really bubbly and goofy, you know. Not not as like a slam on her because I think she's really talented too. But like you can't like she can't like I don't see her as a like a like a devastator hill, you know. Well, I mean the same thing with Alexa Bliss though. Alexa Bliss is on Total Divas. She's nice as can be. The only person she doesn't like is Sasha Banks. Hmm. Like she's really nice, but like when you see it on TV, she looks like the meanest fucking person in the world, and I love it. I yeah, love Alexa yeah, Bliss. Yeah. Alexa Bliss has the appeal. Like she's just like she is that Alexa Bliss is like the uh, and I keep the belt on her. She is like the mean girl in high school that'll <laughs> that'll give you the jibber over your pants, and then when you because that short you're, that short feisty cheerleader chick. Yeah, the one that'll give you the over the pants HJ, and when you blow your Lizzo, uh, <laughs> she, she makes fun of you for it and tells everybody. Uh, can she's make or break girl. your high school career. Yeah, yeah. She's the girl that ruins your life in high school. Like, and I love it. That's what she reminds me of anyway. You know, I don't know if she really did that, but. Oh, uh, gosh. She, <laughs> she reminds me of my future wife is what she reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> don't laugh, Marcus. It's going to happen. Hey, I mean, go for it, man. I'm not going to stop you. All right. Man, so, you, as far as that goes, I'm going to tell you, this is, this, is, this is how you land a woman like that. Okay, so back to wrestling. <laughs> um, the next match is um, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, we had the, the Mojo, we had... Braun Strowman. Well, who who would you keep on the Bailey Bliss match? You you, you stick with Bliss? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sticking with Bliss. Okay, all right. I was yeah. Just want to make sure we got that one. There's no way Bailey can win that. Sasha yeah. Banks had Sasha Banks won that match on Monday. Maybe, maybe Bliss would have lost it, but I don't think Bailey wins it. But Bliss is also like female Miz, where she gets like, she gets like monster hate. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's like natural. It's like natural heat. It's not go away heat. People oh. just love her because she knows how to get heat. I love Bliss right now. I don't know why. I don't know what she's doing differently, but like for some reason right now, like I think she's, I think she's, I think she's over more than she has been in the past. Um, yeah. yeah. Same goes with Charlotte. I think Charlotte's little tea party thing with Bailey. Makes her look more appealing to people on SmackDown, and I think like the whole softer side of Charlotte is more appealing than she was as a heel. But you know, Charlotte, Charlotte is like, like she is like maybe, like as far as like Ric Flair's kids, like aside from like Reed, um, she was like like Reed was talented. I don't know if you ever got a chance to see Reed wrestle in the end. No, I don't think I did. I mean, there's tapes of Reed out there, but Reed Reed wasn't like didn't carry like the, um, you know, he didn't. I mean, he was a flair, but he wasn't like he didn't carry the flair persona. Yeah, yeah, he was like the shooter side of the flair family. Like he was like a like a rugged version of Ric Flair. Like when Ric Flair was going into minute thirty and kicking it into high gear, like Reed was that to me. Like mm. when I when I saw the videos of him. And then Charlotte is just like female Ric Flair, you know. She is like Ric Flair times ten too, you know. Yeah. But God, she's but I, so she's so talented. Oh man, yeah. I put her in that top five. She's been my she's she was my favorite female on the uh, roster for all of last year. Oh yeah, by far. 
You know, I love and, Sasha, but Charlotte just kicked it up last year. Oh like, yeah, I, I think they definitely had feud of the year last year, her and Sasha, and it oh, probably sure. like they're uh, they're no they're false count anywhere match. Probably my match of the year last year. Well, okay. like the problem I had, like they said that the next from what I read online was like that the Charlotte Sasha was only a feud because Bailey and Charlotte were going to be a huge thing, and it never happened. Like they did the whole mix up, and she was gone. Yeah. All right, so next match, how would you promote? What would you choose for Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman? And and two two things, I want to know how you book the ending of that match and who who takes the fall. Oh, first of all, I'm gonna roll with the hometown boy. I'm rolling with Roman Reigns. Wow! And, and Get he, out and, my podcast. <laughs> <God>. this, <laughs> the interview's over. This is why we can't. This is why we can't have Paul Jones Prince on. He's gonna hate me. I, I roll. I roll with. I gotta roll with my homeboy, the homeboy, uh, and he knocks Brock Lesnar smooth out, middle of the ring. So you're saying that Brock that, Roman, that way that Roman way that way Brock to win it. Yeah, that way it carries Clean. on. It carries on. Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, the dynasty versus. The one guy who was from that country that wasn't, you know, because everybody that's Samoan in wrestling, for the most part, that that made a name for themselves have been from the Fatu and Anawahi family. Mm-hmm. You know, J- Samoa Joe's not from that family. He's like basically the almost like like basically almost the only one that I know of off top of my head that's made it to the top. From the Pacific Islands, as far as as far as that country goes, as far well, as that, that's that's why oh. Roman just calls him Joe. He doesn't call him Samoan Joe because like he thinks it's a disrespectful thing. You know, when they're both yeah, Samoan I mean, Joes, that's that's a, that's a that's a that's a whole thing that you could do. So I, I would go ahead and get take care of the Brock Lesnar situation and get that out of the way, so Brock can have his, you know, because he's you know Brock. I think he's like forty. He's in his forties now, so well, he's going back to MMA. So yeah, yeah, you know. You know, hang your hat like Cowboy Shane and ride off into the sunset, you know. All right. Well, then the the next match is Jinder Mahal versus John Cena versus Shitstain Nakamura. Well, that hasn't been confirmed yet. We we got uh, got the John Cena and Shinsuke on Tuesday. It says or online, but I think it's going to be a triple threat. You say Shitstain Nakamura? Yeah, I hate that fucking guy. Okay, yeah. Let's 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 unpack that. <laughs> let's unpack that right now. Like, God, I, I hate him so much. What's the uh, what's the hate of uh, Nakamura? Because this is interesting. Because you you don't find very many people who hate Nakamura. So here's the thing. I'm a big Dolph Ziggler fan. Always yeah. have been. Always will be. I didn't like that Dolph Ziggler, like in his first match, like first like four matches, was trying a few of them to get him over, and then he did nothing. I also don't like. That he wears a mouthpiece, so when he talks, you can't understand what the fuck he's saying. I think, I think for him to be successful, and this is my general opinion, I think he should have a manager. I think if he had a manager that talked for him, I would like him a lot more. If like if he had a Paul Heyman or fuck, I don't give a shit, Jerry Lawler. If Jerry Lawler was his talker, I think it'd be great. Yeah, but the fact that he talks with a mouthpiece in all the time, and like half the things he say, I'm like, what? Um, is he? What is he talking to the us? Or is he talking to him? Did he 
what's he talk? What what he say? But I think I don't. I don't. And you I don't, know, you know what's crazy about Shinsuke Nakamura? Like, you, you ever seen his early stuff in like New Japan? Yeah, I saw him watch. Uh, I I watched the match where he beat uh, or where he feuded with Brock Lesnar over there. Yeah, like I, it's like night and day. Like it's so different. Like how he used to be. I mean, he he got that persona in Mexico, like when he did an excursion down there. That's when he shaved half his head and started flopping around and being all swaggy. Yeah. I, I also know. don't like the, I don't like the the split thing he does in the intro. I don't like how long his intro is. Oh. I I don't I pretty much don't like much about him. I, I like oh. the fact that he's a a wrestler. I don't like that he's not fit. Um, I think for someone that weighs as much as he does, he should be fit. He shouldn't weigh like 210 pounds and have a gut and expect to beat out people that are weighed like fucking 290, 350 pounds pure muscle. I don't know. It's just, it's yeah, hard yeah, for I think, me. I think he weighs more. I think he's like 240 because he's like real tall. He's like 6'4. No, he's like 6'2. Is he? Oh, yeah. I don't want to turn this to a Shinsuke Bash fest. <laughs> Well, no, I do. No, I, no. I would love it to be a Shinsuke Bash how, Fest. All right, how do, you, how do you want to book that match then? Okay, okay. Let's go back. Let's go back to the. Uh, okay, it was. Uh, was it Shinsuke? Who Bobby wants to win? It, it's it's gender versus either John Cena or or Shitstain Nakamura. Uh, you know, like I would just keep it on Gender Mahal, man, because you know there's still so much you can do with gender. Um, I mean, like they kind of like, you know. Like they, you know, like they booked him early and then they released him and then they kind of, you know, you kind of thought they missed the boat and then he showed up and he was in remarkable shape and he grabbed the brass ring. He, you know, he made something of himself. And I think there's still a lot of upside and there's still a lot of potential that you can do and have with, with, with Jinder Mahal. So I'm going Jinder Mahal. I think here's how you know. I think if John Cena wins versus Shinsuke Nakamura, I think John Cena wins it. I think if Shinsuke Nakamura wins, that Ginger Mahal wins, because I don't think that John Cena is going to lose. Um, I think Cena is like because I think Cena's final good storyline. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, he's uh, his or, or his fine, uh, final good storyline in terms of like um, like just big big events that he has in his career. Like the 16 title run tying with Ric Flair was his like his last like major run. Last run. Run. Yeah, his last he's got, run. The, he's got the 17. Yeah, well, if he gets 17, then he's not. Yeah, and then he'll just basically. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think he wants to like succeed uh, exceed Flair. I just think he just wants to tie with Flair. I know. Know, I think, I think that'll be better. I think what'll happen. Uh, I think he'll beat if he wins. He'll beat. And then he'll lose in a rematch at the next pay-per-view. And then mm. he'll go on to fight Roman for WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Because he he's like already down to challenge for the whole this is my yard thing. And I think that'd be a good oh. way to like to book Roman. I think I think Roman versus John Cena is is I wouldn't book it a main event. I would probably book it as third from last. And I think that'd be a great match for him to have. I don't I'm, I'm just sick of Roman being the last match in WrestleMania. He's going to be though. He's got to get that universal belt. No, he's not yeah, going he, to. Yeah, he never won it. Yeah, he's never won that. Exactly. This is going to be his year. 
He'll I mean, win but it. also, also no, but he'll, you know, he'll win it, then lose it. But you know, also he also has the nice, cool demeanor. You know, the too cool. Yeah, you know. No, I, I mean, you look, know, he has a cool vibe about him. You know. Wow, that is the first first time I've ever heard those words ever said about Roman Reigns. Yeah, well, no. If you like, just look at him and like, just watch how he like watch how he walks to the ring. Like it's it's like what I was talking about the the confidence. You know, I you know I also think this too. Like when people started booing him, I think the only reason why they started booing him is because people were feeding him lines that he didn't care to say that he wouldn't say in his real life, and it just doesn't come off cool. Like if they let Roman Reigns be Roman Reigns, which for the most part they do. I mean, I mean, you gotta also understand. Like what I I take the same person to WrestleMania every year. She's my oldest friend. She's the same age as I am, and she's an attractive young girl. Okay. But like every time I go, she's like, "Oh my god, it's the most beautiful man in the world." I'm like, "Oh fuck this guy, see? fuck you." <laughs> and see, that's the other thing. Um, everybody historically in wrestling throughout the history, any any wrestler who's ever been on top for the most part have been good looking people. Do you book people for looks? No. But don't don't you lie to us. Don't you lie to us. Would you book people for looks? Had you had like the most attractive person in the fucking world in your XW2000 that was a a really good wrestler? If Rick Rude shows up to XW2000, do you push him? Or if if Mr. Wonderful shows up. You mean like Paul Orndorff? Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, Paul Orndorff, Rick Rude, the guys who had the look. Well, I'll say this. I'll I'll go ahead and take this back and reiterate or restructure my statement. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, you're goddamn right. He would. You're goddamn right. He would. Restructure my statement. Listen, um, if I had two, like, if I had two wrestlers, or if I had four wrestlers, right? If I had two of those guys were over two hundred pounds, over six two, versus one guy five foot ten, super shredded. And the other guy, five foot six, super shredded. I think I'm going to pick the bruisers. I'm going to pick the big guys. Well, I mean, Eddie, Guer- Eddie Guerrero was like five six, but he was also super shredded. Yeah. True, and, and had charisma and a sweet Probably mullet. Greatest of all time. Best mullet ever. What I'm saying is, is like in terms of the indies, like if I was given an Eddie Guerrero to to bless my locker room, trust me, Eddie Guerrero would win everything. But, um, you know. But in the Indies, like sometimes the bruisers, you know, the bruisers draw. I mean, they they draw more money. They're more credible to the main event. You know, some guys, like I say, they book, you know, they book the styles, like the uh, you know, the 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 luchadors and the hybrid wrestlers, and that's cool. And there's a place for all of that. There's a place for all the wrestlers, but sometimes for the most part, predominantly, uh I say uh, 80% of the time, you're going to want to put some type of bruiser on the top of your car, the big guy. Do you, you have luchas? Like, do you have mass wrestlers? In our, in our, in our, in our area, not in, not in our promotion right now, but in our area, there's a couple of Lucha Libre guys that are really good, yeah. Very good Lucha Libre guys. That's cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, there is a guy, um... Oh, I've, I've got, a, I've got a better question for you. Yeah. Mainly because I... This is like the scum of the earth. Uh, would you book Alberto Del Rio? Okay. How is he scum of the earth? Let me ask you that. That's that's the question I'm more interested well, in. Well, there's, there's some uh, domestic altercations going on right now. Oh, 
Yeah, from what I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's well, you know, you got to think about like this. Um, like if he if he really did do what he did, then I would be like, I'm not with all the the beating of the women. But as a talent, like he he's an A one talent. Well, because currently they they cut his contract for Lucha Underground. They cut his contract for the other promotion he was in. Like he's literally a free agent right now. Oh. Like it's huh. so you, you call him. Fuck it. I'll I'll find out his contact information. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Good deal. But yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, I liked ADR man, like uh, or El Patron. Um, I liked he, him when he had the ring announcer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't care for him in uh uh, uh what's the guy Dutch Mantel. Him and Dutch Mantel were teaming for a while. That was just kind of very. It looked like it was kind of oddball thrown together, but you know. Or when they were doing like the whole uh, the the world thing, where it was like uh, Rusev, uh, him and the British guy, like the and uh, Sheamus, like the whole the world thing, whatever. Like they were like the brawlers of the world or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, that. I mean, that was stupid. I got a guy like like all those guys, like especially like um like um what's the guy's name? Stu Bennett. I was uh, uh, Wade Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett, yeah. You know, I I like, love Wade Barrett. I think he deserves way better than he got. Wade Wade Barrett should have been a future champion. Honestly, yeah. Um, in my opinion, he should have been a current champion. Like yeah. he paid dues. Like he should be champion right now. Yeah, he should be. He should be fighting the modern day Maharaja. He should have. Yeah, he had he 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 had all the tools. He was like six seven. 240, 250 pounds, probably more than that. Had a was cool great finish. in the ring. Yeah. He had, a, and, and, and this is the other thing, too, about guys who cut promos. Um, his voice commanded authority because it looked like he'd been gargling like hot tar and, and, and gravel, and his voice was just like just gnarly and heavy. And see, a lot of people, a lot of people don't, um, they overlook that. Like a guy can cut a good promo and say a lot of slick shit. But like, your voice has got to be like booming. Like my voice now, it's kind of annoying, right? And if nah, I cut a tough, if I cut a tough guy promo, people, some guys, you know, like especially here in the south, they'd be like, ah, that guy ain't for real. I can fight him. I, you know, so I got to find other ways to get heat. But someone like Wade Barrett with a heavy, deep voice, when he talks, people are gonna second guess about trying him. You know. You know. All right, so like what? Uh, Wait, one more guy, one more guy. How about Ryback? Would you book him? Yeah. No, yeah, don't, I, yeah. don't book Ryback. Don't book Ryback. I probably couldn't afford Ryback. He probably charges like <laughs> he's he probably charges like ten thousand dollars. No, he's broke as <laughs> shit right now. He can't make any money to save his life. No one well, will book because he wants to win every time, and no one will book him as a winner. Oh. They want to. They want to book him as a a person losing to their champion. I've I I I watched so many videos of Ryback losing. Oh wow! It's I mean I I like I thought it. He'd be super expensive, you know. Yeah. But you know, like I heard he was like charged like five thousand dollars. But I don't know. That might not be true. I mean, it's possible, but it always is. Like, and and you know, the thing is, is like you know, why why book Ryback? Ryback already had his time to shine. There's so many like Jack kids out here on the indies that that are like who are down to play ball and like there's a kid out in atlanta named i don't know if you've ever seen him his name is odinson (laughs) 
Oh shit! Oh shit! I've seen him now. Shit! Like, let's look at my like. Let's just look in the perspective of my promotion, right? Like, right now, the guy that I team up with, T. A. Jones from the Onyx, that guy is like, uh, he's like six foot two eighty. He's a tank, you know. Uh, yeah. Literal tank. Polynesian Prince, big old boy, you know, and he wears his size well, like you yeah. know. Um. So, I have Polynesian Prince. I've tried to do research on him because, again, Dustin talked about him. Yeah. Who is he related to? Because I know he's related to someone in the Annoy family, right? He's Sika's nephew. His Sika. mom is Sika's. His mom is often Sika's sister. Okay. Yeah. Because like he's I looked, Sika. and there's there's nothing about him online. I couldn't find a single thing. There's like the only thing I found was like his old Facebook page, was, like from ten years ago. Yeah. Well, he's like you know he's uh he's an enigma. I mean, you know. I mean, good for him. Like, stay out of the public light, but mm-hmm. yeah, God, hard, hard to find information about. Like you, I found your model mayhem page. I found your Facebook page. I found. Oh, your- you found that model mayhem thing? Yeah, yeah let me. I- tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. There's a funny story about that. So my friend tells me he's like, "Yeah, man, model mayhem. The girls get naked, so but I couldn't see their pictures, so I had to post. <laughs> I had to post like wrestling photos and look like modeling photos, you know, like because I was doing like an old school wrestler gimmick." And I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and post these wrestling because uh, that's so embarrassing that you found that. It's hilarious, but embarrassing. But uh, so I was no, doing no, it but, just so I could see what these other models look like. But, you know, no, all, all you have to do is <laughs> sign up. You don't have to post pictures because I signed up and I see the same photos. Yeah. Yeah. You, you done. You done messed up, bro. Done messed I know, up. I know. I play, I play <laughs> done messed own. up. Done messed hey, up. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Plus, like, I guess I saw your. Uh, what, what is it? Your. You saw the Chocolate Boy Wonder stuff, huh? <laughs> I also saw your <laughs> your artist you. website, your okay. imgrum.me, like it has photos of you with with Polynesian prints, photos of artwork you've done. Okay. Like That's you, nice. I I could find stuff about you. It's other people I've brought. Like even yeah. even Dustin Briggs, I couldn't find shit about. Oh wow, those guys are very secret. Well, well, but see also. I'll say this about about me, like that time I broke in, there was, you know, we had um w- w- we had a few guys that were fans of the business that got in because they put they put us in the in the limelight. Like there was this guy, and I I'll say like God bless this guy, he passed away uh, a few years ago. His name was Brian Reese, and Brian Reese was a guy. He was from Mississippi. Um, He's from Mississippi, and he used to travel like he used to travel everywhere. He used to go to South Florida, Central Florida. He would go to Tennessee, Louisiana, anywhere that they would have him. He'd go take pictures, and sometimes he worked as a ring announcer, and he worked as an assistant to some of the promoters out in Mississippi and Louisiana. Um, but Brian Reese like worked tirelessly, and I think that th- you know this guy should get way more recognition. So I figured I'd take the time to do this for him. You know, because I'm pretty sure he's somewhere in heaven appreciating this right now. But like, and I'm getting goosebumps talking about him because he was a great guy. Like he, he's a saint, but he tirelessly worked and drove countless hours destroying his car to, you know, just for the love of wrestling. You know, he took countless pictures. And a lot of those pictures that you see is because of that guy, you know, especially out of our areas, because he took the time or something that he loved, this business that he loved, and like he put it on the the highest the pedestals for us. And I told him, 
when I first broke in, because I understood what he was doing. I said, dude, you're traveling more than most of the boys here. And I appreciate what you're doing. You're getting us over and you're probably doing you're probably doing harder work than the guys are doing in the ring. Yeah, we, we beat our bodies up. But the fact that you took time out of your life, you put your life on hold to go do these shows and put us over and make us look good and give us these great pictures and everything is highly appreciated. So every time every time his name is brought up and I figured I bring his name up, I always put him in the highest regard for us because, you know, you know he's a one in my book forever, you know, well, much respect. I've got, I have one last question for you. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's like a two part question. So as a, as a booker, what would be your ultimate match to book with anyone, any wrestler you've ever seen on TV, anywhere in the world, past, present, what would be the ultimate match? Question two, what would be the ultimate match for you? Like what, who, who would you like to wrestle? Like if you could wrestle anyone past, present or future, who would it be? Okay. Okay, let's go to part one. Okay. Um, what I would like to see, just for my own selfishness, because I am a fan of technical wrestling, um, okay. I would like to see, because I, I know I've probably never seen this, and I don't think it ever happened, but I would, see, uh, uh, I would like to see a match where Kurt Angle wrestled Danielson one hour, Broadway. Dolph, you said uh, Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. That's what I heard. No, Dolph. no, 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 not Ziggler. Danielson, <laughs> Brian Danielson. Damn it! I mean, uh, Daniel Bryan's. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, Kurt Angle. Um, and for oh. myself, and for myself, um, don't you dare put I, yourself beating Dolph Ziggler. I swear to God, I'll end this podcast right now. No, no, no. I would. <laughs> I would I would. I mean, I would. I would like to wrestle Dolph Ziggler. Um, that's. I. I'll put that as one of my guys. If. If he. If. You know. If he decides, oh no, I'm just going to work the Indies for a while. I'm like, hey. Hey, you know, and he was available because you know if he's working the Indies, I ain't going to be able to get a chance to book him because he's going to be on the rocket and he'll probably be busy. You know, he. You know, his schedule will be full. Um, Wait, he'll get. He'll get paid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting. He's getting paid, and plus, I probably, I probably wouldn't be able to get a hold of him because he'd be on the road heavy, or they, or he'd probably get signed somewhere else immediately. Um, he's, so he won't I mean, be. He's, he's, he's a great wrestler, so. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best. I mean, just like, just like the crazy, just like the simple. I really um, want. I want to see him versus AJ Styles for a long period of time. Like that's what I want to see. But uh, if I were to pick myself a dream match um anyone any time period could be bruno san Martiro, could be hulk hogan could be ultimate warrior could be the rock could be roman reigns could be john cena who do you okay. pick? Well, well well i'll tell you like this if we can go through time and space i would like to face maybe rowdy piper Ooh, i've got a rowdy butter pepper shirt right next to me because because when I was a kid, like the the way I got into wrestling is because like when I was like real young, that the way I got into wrestling was through the um through that Hulk Hogan cartoon. Okay. And Rowdy Piper always appealed to me. Wait, did, like you, always, have, did you have the pillows like the the Hulk Hogan? No, I didn't. It was like Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Piper, and like there was one other guy. <laughs> 
No, I didn't have the I didn't have the pillows, but like um, Jerry Marcus, I had one. I had I had those pillows are sweet. I just forgot. I definitely had one. I forgot. I was just I was laughing. I was like, man, I forgot about those. But I actually I had those action figures, the ones with the uh like they all had the one spring loaded action, like Hulk Hogan bench pressed and threw people, and the but you know the one that came with the ring. Or yeah, he had curled around, he hugged. I've got those in my room right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. To, I I found my um I found my crush. Uh, my crush. Oh no, not yeah, not not crush. I had smash, smash. I had the smash. I found my smash, and I found my bushwhacker. Uh, I found bushwhacker Luke and smash. So uh, are, are they in the box? Like find right now. Cause oh, now they're we got, we, we got a guy not, buying from you. Man, man, <laughs> man. I was a kid. I played with them things and destroyed them. <laughs> so Just those, those are the only two that are still intact. And I think uh, like I got part of my Akeem. Like I got the top half of the Akeem. The African dream? <laughs> yeah, I had the Hakeem one too. You yeah. bought a Hakeem the African. Well, my parents bought it because I was like eight at the time. <laughs> 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 so I took what they could give me, and it's like, well, no, we can't find Hulk Hogan, but we got the Hakeem. I'm sure, one. That, I'm sure the Hakeem one was in the 50 cent bin. Yeah, like the. I'm the pretty five- sure it is now, but you know, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, yeah, I had, I had, oh, I had, I had a, a series set, and then I got some of the second series. But yeah, oh, that's dope. That was very dope. So, yeah. all right. So, would you have yourself beating Marty Wilder Piper, or would you lose to him? Ooh. Oh, I, oh man. And is it oh, a title I, match? Um, and we'll call it for the Intercontinental Championship. Well, you yeah, said you can't be a world champion. No, I think Roddy Wilder Piper brings more to the Intercontinental than he does in the world. So, you know what? Uh, you know, I would say Rowdy, like young, like young Rowdy, like from the from the uh, mid eighties. No, I'm talking the, the the rowdy Roddy Piper Pitt Rowdy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Younger, younger Rowdy. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd lose to Rowdy Piper because you know, think about that mat, the matches he had, those punch kick matches. That would be fun. Like that, that's a fun match. Like the punch and kick stuff. No, and it would be uh, no rules fall count anywhere. So, it's like that's how that's how I see. Like if I ever. If I ever wrestled and I booked myself against my hero, I would never want to beat him. Like if I if I ever wrestled Dolph, say he was like fucking seventy, and I was just starting out, I would lose to him in a heartbeat. It's it's, it's why I don't I I respect, but I hate what HBK did. Like Ric Flair, his hero, he beat him. I would have never been able to do that. I could have but- never beat my hero. But you know, you know, you think about you think about Flair. Um, but I mean, all the people that's beaten Flair, Flair has made those guys. He's made them all like so much money. He's made them stars. Oh, no, no, I get it. But like, yeah. as a per- as a personal standpoint, like yeah. I would, I would never want to beat my hero because then he wouldn't be my hero. If I beat him, he wouldn't want to be my hero. So, well, he'd still be your hero. The fact that he gave you that match. Just be thankful of the time you're spending with him like that. I want, I I just feel like I would much rather if I lost him and he could still get me over. I would much prefer that. I hear you, man. Hey, I'd be the same way, man. Like you know, if I could lose to Rowdy Piper, even even now, if he was if he was still around and I had a chance to wrestle him, I'd lose to him in a heartbeat. Because guess what? I'm in there with Rowdy Piper. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. I'm losing to Rowdy Piper. I've but seen Rowdy. I, I saw. <laughs> I saw Roddy Piper wrestle when I was a kid. It was nuts. Awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, right. he's... Well, then, all right, so... Undertaker has to put me over clean. I'm just putting that out there. Oh, that's what's up. That, that's, 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 that's your guy, Undertaker? Undertaker has to put me over clean. Is it is it is it biker Undertaker or is it what, like what, what, what? the American badass Undertaker? Biker Undertaker or, or like okay, the I'm ginger, talking the 19, I don't know, I'm talking 1998 sacrifice and Stephanie McMahon Undertaker has to put me over. Oh, okay. Clean, clean, clean. clean. Dude, he never clean. put anyone over clean. There's no way that would happen, Marcus. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Better take us for the over clean in a hell in a cell match. In a hell in a cell? So you mean to tell me? Bold. No fucking way, Marcus. No fucking way. I mean, good aspiration, but no fucking way. There's, yeah, there's no way that would happen. Oh, <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Let me think of something more real. Bob of the ring. Yeah. Maybe like a Hogan match where like a ladder was involved or some shit and he couldn't climb it because his knees are fucked up. Ooh, ladder match? I would love to beat uh Ooh, maybe beat um the rock in a ladder match. The rock, the rock, yeah, Rock done he's done like one ladder match. I I, I one. I feel like the ladder match is underutilized. But you know what though? The promo the rock had after that ladder match like got him like made him a star. Mm-hmm. He, even though he lost, he's like, I still beat your ass though. <laughs> That was like the best part of the promo. He's like, "Yeah, I lost, but I beat you up. Like I yep. won, kind of." Dude, the Rock oh, is yeah. like, the Rock is top five promos, top two, top three, top one, just one. Top top one, yeah. Top, he's no the, Ric Flair might be better. Might be. Oh, I don't know. Like his promos were very different. Like his more screaming, more televised. Yeah, that's true. the Rock. The Rock did like the filmed promos, you know, like the whole backstage, had like that a storyline. That is true. Yeah. Also, you know. Man, you know, you think about that, but then you say, well, Rock is, if Ric Flair did $20 million movies, or got $20 million a movie, we can actually compare. So I'm going to go with The Rock on that one. I would say, yeah, The Rock was probably the better promo because he did talk, you know, he talked his way into Hollywood. That is true. That is very true. He also made like $100 million at like a shitty movie. So like, good for him. Which one is that? San Andreas? No, Baywatch. (laughs) Oh, uh, oh, oh, what's that movie? Is that movie out? I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, it's been it's it's done really. Yeah, I think it's I think it's movie run is out, but yeah. much like Baywatch, we're about to head out. So, good deal, Marcus. Any last booking knowledge you would like to drop on us? Any gems or wrestling uh, knowledge? Okay, this is this is some uh, some wrestling knowledge. You know, uh, just do like anybody out there, young guys that are listening and wrestling. Um, like, okay. I haven't been around the world a million times and, you know, I wasn't cashing big checks and driving Ferraris and Cadillacs, but I, I understand the fact that the guys who did make it did, did less and it meant more. And what that means is if you throw a good punch, you throw the first good punch, don't throw the second one that sucks, you know, do everything to maximum impact, but also take stuff Take stuff out of your repertoire, you know. Don't just be so quick to get everything in. There's time for that. You have time, a little bit of time to be in this business. Enjoy your time. Make your friends. Make your money. But also work on those shitty punches. (laughs) (laughs) And RKO everyone. RKO everyone if you're independent. 
Well, that's sage oh, advice from my man, Marcus. Oh, and I just thought about this. Make sure your lock is good. Have a good lockup and don't throw shitty punches. Well, there's your yeah. two keys. Have a good have a good right and a good lock. All right. Marcus and Marcus and heels of wrestling. Heels of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Heels of wrestling.